This is Amber. And this is Shannon. And you're listening to Twin Beaks, the Chicken Fanatics podcast. It's fucking great. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Twin Twin Beaks Beaks Chicken Podcast, episode 22. 22. I'm Shannon. I'm Amber. And welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Well, let's see. This week is going to be an interesting one here on the podcast because uh, Amber's got a bit of a cold, so we're going to try to be merciful on her and her (laughs) uh, tender vocal cords to assure a prosperous uh healing there so um yeah that said uh thanks everybody for tuning in and we've got quite a bit of interesting stuff to talk to you about today um i think we really haven't been doing much with our chickens that is notable and commentary worthy uh, other than uh the tractor seems to be working out all right they're adjusting to it, getting more used to it. So. Amber's adjusting to it and oh, getting yeah, more used to it. They're just walking around being chickens. <laughs> I think it would be better for I'm the getting s- used to them panting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's hot. It hotter here than it was where we were living before. They're they're adjusting, and uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about panting actually later. But um, what's the footprint of that thing? I would guess it's about eight feet by four feet. Yeah, that sounds... I'd say by three, thinking about a piece of plywood is eight by four, right? It might be more close to three. Yeah, Yeah, that's how I keep track of eight by, you know, Mm -hmm. about plywood. I measure measure with plywood in my mind. It's kind of... (laughs) Yeah, but... um, Yeah, I think that it would be better if there were like three or four... Yeah. instead of five I think it's a little crowded optimally speaking mm-hmm. so it's a little crowded they, they but it's not terrible on. Well, yeah. after one day in there there's like big potholes from them making their dust baths and it just looks shredded like the big barren square yeah so a little a lot of chickens nuked too hard yeah and that's that's the thing when you do a chicken tractor is you you have to size it to your birds so that they're not just laying waste <laughs> i mean unless that's your plan um that kind of rotational grazing is actually good for weed control with goats, for instance. So maybe you want to just hammer the heck out of a patch of weeds with mm-hmm. your chickens. <clears throat> but at any rate, that's um, something to think about. And yeah, probably all we got to say about our own yeah, flock. Not not too much going on, but things are going well. So what's in the coughing cabinet of curiosities this week, Amber? Well, gosh, something exciting um, happened recently, July 30th of this year, and the tiniest egg ever was laid by a chicken in Boulder County. And this little tiny egg is the size of a dime. It's the smallest one. It's um, one point... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it looks like it's even smaller than a dime slightly, yeah. but... Yeah, and it's 1.7 centimeters long. The world record currently is 2.1 centimeters, so it's kind of substantially smaller. It's a new record. It's a new record. It's it's 
so little that when the the owner of the hen who laid the egg discovered it, she thought it had passed a kidney stone. And then yeah. upon closer inspection realized it's actually an an egg and it was a slightly bluish color so i'm guessing it must have been from a ericana or americana or something uh-huh. like that um yeah so that's a very cool thing um it's very weird it's you can see pictures of it and it's kind of uh like wow why would the chicken's body even bother making something that yeah tiny and me and shannon were wondering if it had a yolk but we couldn't we couldn't find any info. Yeah, the news that. stories don't <laughs> tend to ask the questions that mm-hmm. inquiring chicken minded people want to know. <laughs> it's true. Just for the laity. <laughs> the <know>. laity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so <clears throat> the next thing I have for you is about a man in Texas, in Dallas, who uh, noticed on his walks in the morning on this trail called Katy Trail that there was a lot of people um, out pushing around little dogs and strollers, and he got kind of annoyed uh, at seeing what he, he said they're a bunch of golden doodles, which I never heard before, but he says they were very you know, prestigious, expensive dogs. And he thought, well, I've got a cockadoodle. And so he <laughs> got his little chicken, which um, was named Lady Gaga, Naturally. and <laughs> started pushing his chicken around in the stroller. Kind of, I think I got the impression as a way of kind of like mocking people for pushing their ridiculous <laughs> little expensive dressed up dogs around in strollers, which he just thought was absurd pretentious yuppies pretentious yuppies he'd had enough of them and wanted to show them what was what was what but um a strange unexpected side effect was that um everybody was really happy to see him pushing his uh, chicken around and it turns out that pretentious yuppies thought that was cool (laughs) yeah and uh, he got a lot of attention a lot of um interest in his chickens and um it turns out he had to have um, a heart surgery not too long after that, and he says that the chickens saved his life because they keep him out uh, going on his walks and they motivate him to get out and get exercise every day. So he pushes the chickens around every day, and and uh, he, he did say at first that some people would see the chicken, get a look of surprise, and then kind of look away like, pretend like they didn't see anything or weren't shocked (laughs) and then after a while it seemed like everybody knew him as a local character and and knew about him as the guy who pushed his chicken around in a stroller so it's kind of cool it's pretty sweet it's funny how something like that goes from that's unfamiliar and I don't want to look at it to like once word gets around Mm -hmm. suddenly it's cool and okay and oh it's the guy (laughs) with the chicken even though it's the same guy with the same chicken I love that. It's so funny. I, I've made a crack about pretentious yuppies, and I just want to say that <laughs> I don't really think there's anything wrong with having a, a little lap dog and putting it in a stroller and pushing it around. I don't either. I, if I that's your weekend, cool. I think it's funny that he was offended by it and like thought it was like, humph, harumph, I don't like these golden doodles in these strollers. And then once yeah. he tried it himself with the chicken, he's like, hmm. I can see why people are into this. I like how he set out to troll people with <laughs> yeah. his chicken. And then he was the addict. 
he was like, I like pushing around these little creatures in strollers. It's fun. It makes <laughs> me think of just taking a chicken to random places to shake things up with people. It's really fun. I used to take my chicken to the, the park, and he was on his leash and stuff, and uh, lots of people wanted to come over. This one funny, hilarious time, this lady came over and said, oh, what is he? I say, he's my pet. She said, can I feed him? And I was like, sure. And she started feeding him this salad, and then she was like, oh, my God, there's chicken. This is a chicken salad. I was like, the, the chicken doesn't care. Please don't worry. But she was yeah. really... She was she really, couldn't. she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, no, trust me. Chickens aren't what you think. They're little Tyrannosaurus Rexes. Then they will eat the heck out of other chickens. <laughs> don't, don't lose any sleep over it. Given Have fun with cares. your salad and the chicken. It's fine. <laughs> That's funny. It was very cute. Yeah. But <clears throat> it is fun taking chickens unusual places. They really they oh, brighten tell, people's day. Tell about uh, the... I forget exactly what it was, but you had your rooster in your sleeve and you oh. were in some big crowd or something. It was a mycology seminar <laughs> and I couldn't find a chicken sitter. So I have these kind of big gothic sleeves on my coat and the chicken literally, I don't know, when you see a chicken and it gets dark, you know how docile and quiet they sure. are. They just go to sleep. So I would just stick them in my sleeve and hold him against my chest where it's all nice and quiet and mm -hmm. warm and cozy and he was asleep so and it usually wasn't a big deal he'd be quiet the whole time so i went in and there's this movie playing and i'm sitting there with the chicken and everybody's quiet and listening intently and there's like this pause of silence <laughs> in the in the movie for a second of course of course and then um the chicken wakes up for some reason and it was a rooster <clears throat> so he gave out this mighty crow and everybody looked around and was like, what the hell? And kind of started laughing. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't, some people looked at me like, whoa, what was that? But I was just kind of like, I don't know. And, uh, yeah. and he was quiet the rest of the time, but everybody was like, uh, suspicious. Yeah. They're like, I know there's, there's suspicious. a rooster over by that lady, but I don't see it. But there's a rooster. That was a real rooster. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> trolling with roosters and then yeah there is another funny story about how i was um i used to insist on taking my chicken everywhere in the pet taxi and i went grocery shopping with a new boyfriend and i i had to put him on the on the bottom shelf of the shopping cart in the pet taxi <laughs> and he was like crowing in the grocery store <laughs> and uh yeah my boyfriend at the time was like kind of embarrassed but everyone in the store thought it was embarrassed really cute and yeah. uh they felt happy about it. Well, he was a kind of stick to the rules kind of guy, you know, uh, one of those people that was just like, oh, you can't do that, you know. Yeah. But then, oh, well. same thing. Once, once he realized everybody was having fun with it, he <laughs> kind of the, the way he was. He was like, oh, this is okay. It's fine. This is fun. No big deal. <laughs> so that was that's funny. And yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see my last article. Which I don't have too much to say about it, but in Indonesia, in these dense, thick forests, jungles, in the middle of nowhere, there is a titanic, absolutely enormous, huge, dilapidated, rotting church shaped like a chicken. It's known as uh. Gereha Ayam, which means chicken church. And mm -hmm. it was... Um, <clears throat> rather whimsical once and um the artist's original vision was to 
make a temple for all faiths that was shaped like a dove representing you know peace and unity and such uh -huh. but unfortunately his his artistic vision it just so happens this this dove has a big tail and it has a, a crown on it which sorry folks this Doves it, don't. it looks like a chicken yeah so his artistic vision it, it's more like a, a chicken church than a dove church and that's what everybody calls it but um, hmm. I guess for a while it was um, it it welcomed any religion that wanted to make the trek out to the chicken church, including Buddhists, Muslims, Christians. It held services in its upper floors, and the lower floors provided a rehab and juvenile outreach and other That's charitable cool. services, which is pretty cool, cool to live inside this giant whimsical. Um, bird creature in the middle, middle like a huge long trek into the jungle while you recover and <laughs> heal and and get your life together so <clears throat> yeah so it it yeah. um it's a pretty cool thing it's a tourist attraction if you can handle a super steep hill you can climb up to the top of its head and see amazing 360 degree views in the jungle in um yeah, where was this? Malaysia, I believe. Indonesia. It's in Indonesia. Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. Cool. And that's yeah. it for the Cabinet of Chicken Curiosities <laughs> this week. Our Facebook page, Twin Beaks Chicken Church, we should put a picture of that on the banner thing since it's a chicken that would church. That be cool. <laughs> Seems appropriate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. For people of all chicken fates to yes. come and <laughs> we are united in our chicken puja, our chicken, chicken <laughs> devotion. Darshan. Yes. Um, well, great. So, thanks for covering those. You're the welcome. smallest egg is a certainly a cute story. Um, so, I thought that we could talk about uh, stress. Yeah. Bird stress. Um, because, yeah, it's one of those things that people, they do think about, but they tend to think of reactively, um, you know, as in their bird is stressed. What mm -hmm. should I do about it instead of proactively, you know, like how do I prevent it in the first place? Yeah. And the thing about stress is that most people, I think, only concern themselves of it to the extent that, like, something's happened and I don't want stress to kill my bird mm -hmm. or or they're already seeing signs that something's wrong and right yeah but that's not the only kind of stress that mm -hmm. there is for instance uh, you mentioned the chickens panting yeah and well it's okay if chickens pant it's actually not the best thing for them um, it's stress yeah and that stress will have a uh, negative effect on their productivity um you know their weight uh overall lifespan ultimately like if you just left them out there like that every summer for every year they're just it's going to be harder on them and uh but what you see out there is just a bunch of birds panting mm -hmm. and there's other types of stress that are even less visible and you know all of those things have an effect and um avoiding stress will lead to happier birds mm -hmm. which is of course what we all want is happy birds and generally more productive birds too they actually 
have done studies where they control the amount of stress the birds have and can measure the corresponding uh, production in eggs and the uh, production of, I forget what that stuff I called it. Corda. Yeah. That one. Anyway. Sounds similar to cortisol, which is what um, humans produce when they have stress, yeah. but it has a different It was uh, something suffix. like cortisol. Uh, corticosterone. Yeah, That's corticosterone. stress hormone. Yeah, so, I mean, you can demonstrate that, uh, you know, you, you put this stress on them, it produces this much corticosterone, and their laying goes down, etc., I would assume that, that that hormone is similar in its structure to the human stress hormone because it has a similar sounding name. And Could be, yeah. that that typically um, causes all kinds of inflammation, which is right. the source of a lot of disease. Not good either. Yeah, that's true. You know, stress uh, opens the door for other problems too. You're more likely to get sick if you're stressed. You're more likely to get diseases if you're stressed system yeah Yeah. and then those things will lead to their own problems and yeah so it's kind of a thing stress and what you know i was thinking what what can you do to um what's the the number one thing you can do to eliminate or reduce uh stress in your bird's life so i came up with something um what do you think? Mm, keep them away from predators. For sure. Cats, dogs, For local sure. predators, hawks. Keep them in an environment where they don't have to see the local wildlife. And See, there's a good one. So it's not just about keeping the wildlife from actually gnawing on your animal. It's just you don't want your birds to see a hawk up in a tree staring down at them all day <laughs> or the cat licking its chops <laughs> right <outside>. yeah <laughs> although you know when i had my chickens my chickens weren't afraid of cats mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. cats didn't mess with them uh the birds i kept them basically out of the yard until they were big enough that a cat wouldn't mess with them mm-hmm. so but you still think you know um well, I'll tell you what. If I got, you got raccoons pawing at the door all night long and your chickens are trying to sleep, they're not going to get rest and that's going to stress them, you know, stuff like that. I I um got into the chicken coop once and I thought one of my cats was bouncing around like crazy in there and it turned out to be a bobcat. <gasps> oh my God. So I was in this little 20 foot by 20 <laughs> foot, six foot tall enclosure with a... <laughs> freaking berserker bobcat now was i worried it was going to kill me no was it stressful yeah (laughs) it was stressful so you know even if the chickens aren't worried about necessarily being killed by the house cat it doesn't necessarily mean they want the cat sitting there staring at them Mm. and the birds do have an instinct that you know any predator is bad news maybe i've got babies whatever Mm -hmm. so if you can avoid that and I mean, to a certain extent, they're trainable. Like, my chickens loved my dog, mm-hmm. and my dog loved my chickens. 
But it is <laughs> thousands of years of predator programming and genetics and evolution that basically trains them to be hypervigilant. And mm -hmm. so, you know, chickens are kind of jumpy animals and it's because mm -hmm. everything loves to eat them. Yeah. So it's in their nature. <laughs> That's it's in right. their nature to be like stressed rabbits. out kind of. You know, they have a high anxiety kind of personality because they are at the bottom of the food chain. So, so I took a little bit of a different mm -hmm. tack on what's the biggest thing you can do to reduce stress in your mm. animal. And here's what I think. I think the biggest thing you can do to reduce stress in your animal is start handling it when it's young mm. and get it used to being handled by people. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, I mean, to the point where... You know, I like, if I'm going to have a trained animal, a, a people-touching kind of animal, I can stick my fingers in its nose, I can open <laughs> up its mouth, and it just hangs out there and lets me. I can stick, you know, play with its ears, turn it up around on its back, <laughs> spin it around in circles, you know, because I work with my animals until the point that it's like, okay, we're playing that game again, rad, mm -hmm. you know. And I mean, when I had 50 chickens, I didn't do that with every single one of my chickens. Oh, but sure. I, <laughs> yeah. Just to, all right, chicken 45, spin on the floor. Go, 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 go. Okay, chicken 46. Your minute is up. Yeah. Next. Next. Chicken cuddle number 49. <laughs> yeah. No, but the ones that I did, like, make people friendly. I always had a couple of hens that I made were sure were extra extra cuddly for when my friends brought their little kids over but at any rate the more that you can get them used to the idea that you're around so that when you come in like a couple of times I haven't properly done this and I have you know just wild chickens and you go into the house and they scatter all over and they're flocking and shrieking and throwing themselves into your face and not only is that a pain in the butt for you to have to deal with them, but that's actually them being stressed out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. every time they see you. Mm -hmm. And if they are unacclimated to humans, I guess you could move slower around them. That helps them mm -hmm. be less stressed out. Yeah, that's true, too. In fact, that's just a generally good policy. Chickens mm -hmm. don't like a lot of stompy chimp behavior yeah loud big dramatic movements stuff mm -hmm. like that loud noises yep. surprises stresses so and... yeah if you handle your birds early and often then and the other thing is okay like so if there's some medical thing mm -hmm. and you're they're not used to you handling them then you trying to handle them while they're in the middle of a medical thing will be extra scary mm -hmm. and I don't know maybe I'm anthropomorphizing a little bit but I kind of think that if you handle your birds a lot when there's a medical thing they'll actually find the fact that you're trying to help them comforting if I they're think used they do. to you instead of do. oh my god now the monkey's grabbing me and I've got a broken leg it's oh my human's here thank mm -hmm. god my leg is broken I've had that distinct experience a few times where a hen you would think they would be in so much pain that they would be struggling and moving around, but it seemed like they knew I was trying to help and were trying to cooperate. I, I've even had experiences that suggest to me that wild animals figure that out. I did too at the wildlife center, yeah. 
where they let you kind of pry things out of their feet when you know it hurts like heck and they're holding still and they're kind of watching under any other normal circumstance they would be fighting you tooth and nail they know or like removing twine from Mm -hmm. stuck around them they know you know that's gotta hurt oh i definitely had that with wild animals they hold still they know you're taking it off they can see you're helping Uh uh-huh yeah i think so yeah so stress reduction um I think that, uh, like, for instance, maybe provide cooling stuff for your birds before they're panting, you mm-hmm. know, because maybe they aren't stressed enough to be panting, but maybe they could just use a little bit of stress reduction. Mm-hmm. Um, crowding is a thing for birds. Mm-hmm. They, they, they get stressed by being crowded, and they get stressed by each other. So one thing you need to do in stress reduction is is anybody in my flock getting their butt kicked after school every day Mm -hmm. so to speak Mm -hmm. you know because doing that is is stressful for that bird Mm -hmm. and it's also indicative of like a pecking order that isn't solving if Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like usually the the point of a pecking order is that it's actually (laughs) right a reduction in violence Mm -hmm. Okay, now we have this order to things and we don't have to reestablish every time we Mm. come together. So if one bird keeps getting their ass kicked, it's the pecking order not resolving itself. Maybe you need to take out the one that's getting its butt kicked. Maybe you need to take out the one that's doing the butt kicking. You got to look. Are there two birds or more that are getting treated that way by one savage beast? Or is it... I'm just the bottom kick bag of the flock. And in natural conditions, I would just flee and go solo, but I'm trapped in this Thunderdome cage with these people, right? So stressful, you know. It might even be worth it just to take that bird out, separate it, and keep it that way because then at least it'll be producing. It might not be producing eggs very much if it's getting beat up after school every day, so to speak. So there's that. Um, another one that occurred to me is children. Oh, yeah. Because people tend to let their chi- children run wild on the birds. They let them chase them, torment them. You shouldn't let your kids yeah. torment animals. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> without saying. And you real, well, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, I've, se- I've watched people let their kids just sit there and it's like you squeeze the heck out of it get that that bird really poor little dislikes that ah, right yeah all look like a little feathered pretzel poor things but then again that goes back to the handling thing where if you oh i mean it depends are are they kids that are treating birds right or are they being monster really really um gentle and sweet with chickens too Right, and some little boys are hyperactive spazzes that will run screening <laughs> towards them and make a flying leap Maybe to land some inches away. some karate moves at the chicken. Right, yeah. <laughs> like that. I was one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I was a cuddler. Sometimes. <laughs> I had to cuddle the chickens all day. So, yeah, consider if, you know, like, do you have your chickens in the front yard on a busy sidewalk where there's people going by and saying all kinds of poking kicking at the fence walking dogs that are gonna bark and snarl and flip out at them yeah sure your chicken can get away but what about the heart attack it had wondering (laughs) if it was going to 
Especially you know. in, if it, it is in an enclosed area, it might not realize it's safe. It might just feel trapped. Oh, right. You can't That's find a nice little thing. hiding area in there for it. Little hiding areas. Chickens don't like being exposed. I see these pictures of these birds, and they're just enclosed in like an 8 by 10 fenced thing out in the middle of this open field. And it's like, man, they just must feel like sitting ducks out there. <laughs> like, oh, Especially boy. Especially when they're trying to lay an egg. They feel it, very vulnerable. Here yeah. I am in this container out in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so cover. Mm-hmm. You know, cover is a way of reducing stress. Mm-hmm. Um, toys are a way of reducing stress because if birds get distracted by toys, they're less likely to be picking at each other, being bored noticing uh, a dog that's barking three blocks away that doesn't matter really, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of things you can do along that regard Mm -hmm. as well. Also, there's, you know, like little things I I thought of where chickens just like are are just like people as far as stress. And that's like a good rule of thumb to think about with your chickens is they get stressed out by a lot of the same things we do from uh, not eating a good diet, not getting enough sleep, too much um, stimulus. And especially at night, if you have cars driving with their headlights back and forth where they are, or you have a burglar light that's coming on and off, on and off every time something goes by, that's stressing your chickens because they're little... Um, you know, biological alarm clock, every time a light comes on, tells them, time to wake up. Oh, never mind. Go back to sleep. Because they're so hardwired like that. So you could consider their sleep. Yeah. When I was talking about the studies they were doing, uh, there's a lot in industrial chicken raising with uh, light manipulation, Mm -hmm. you know, to get them to lay through the winter and stuff like that. Because that's photo period, mm-hmm. uh, not temperature. They're very sensitive. By the way, folks. Way. But the thing is, you know, it's kind of unnatural. They have a break in their yearly cycle f- for a reason. And um, it's stressful to be overexposed to light at a certain point. So that's why they know all of those mm-hmm. variables. So, mm-hmm. you know, do your chickens have a way to get away from all, any lights that you have in their house? And why do you have a light in their house? better really if they're aligned with the cycles of nature that's that's their nature that's what makes sense to their bodies you know at this point i've got to be honest i've read so many oh boy i almost (laughs) i've read so many articles about uh chicken house burns down chicken house half million birds die backyard flock chicken house burns catches house on fire i just i'm not interested in squeezing those extra eggs out in the winter yeah it's not worth it really not <clears throat> not unless i'm doing some grand scale thing mm-hmm. you know but just for like an extra you know for four or five birds to get an extra few eggs over the winter months or something like i think i'd just rather buy eggs in the winter Mm-hmm. Gasp! I know. Or I'd even bring my chickens indoors on a super storm like we have before, rather than put some crazy heat lamp. Just because there's a lot at risk, you know. Yeah. Especially as a know. bunch of flighty birds that might knock it over. Yeah. Um, I've heard of people playing um, talk radio. They they put it like a 
Yeah, that's right. There was this, I saw it suggested somewhere, you take one of those uh, solar-powered AM radios and you um, put it in the chicken coop and just hmm. leave it on. So there's always somebody in there talking. Weird. And that does two things. Apparently, birds like it if they're used to people because it gives them the sense that that protector chimp is around, you know? <laughs> and... Uh, it also keeps oh, deters predators wow. because predators generally know what humans sound like and they kind of have the sense that humans have the flashbang stick of doom, wow. you know? Hmm. So it's, I mean, I don't know that's if that actually works, but I mean, I what I suspect is eventually after six months of con Rush Limbaugh continually babbling <laughs> in the chicken coop, the fox kind of goes... Well, I'll take, here. I'll take my chance with with <laughs> whoever that is in there and go for chickens anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> you see that a lot in vineyards. They have all of these tricks to keep away the birds. Mm -hmm. And eventually the birds just get they used to it. it Short yeah. of sound cannons mm -hmm. or random mm -hmm. cannon fire, mm -hmm. which you do. It's kind of funny. You walk past the grape field and it's. Wow. Shelling. I've never seen that. And it's them uh -huh. trying to just startle birds off. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, about cover was uh, I was remembering that one article where the guy said that he put uh, it was like a dog igloo or something, some kind of half mm. plastic dome thing. Mm -hmm. And the birds didn't want to go in it for shelter until he cut little view holes. Mm -hmm for them mm -hmm. and then they loved it because it was like a little turret yeah you know Aww. that's a stress reducer right <laughs> they get to feel secure yeah just by cutting some holes just in that so thing that they can see yeah that's so yeah cool. i don't know i was just thinking there's a lot of things that uh people can do proactively to reduce stress that they probably haven't considered and that generally um i don't hear people talk a lot about what we can do to stress mm -hmm. with our birds but yet we want super chill hens man so I would say we one, should like totally chill them out yeah i would say one thing too is um you know i have had this problem personally where i like to wake up late on my days off and my chickens wake up about five in the morning and i suspect that it stresses them quite a bit to be waiting, waiting, waiting for food because I don't like to leave the food out overnight because of rodents and stuff. So now I, on the days that I have off, I'll try to actually just leave it out for them so they have food in the morning. I know, but I, I want to get one of those rodent-proof things and train them to use it, the food dispensers. But yeah. But you know, I think that that's something too, and I've seen that when I've gone to buy chickens, like that that guy that we um, bought the chicken tractor from. It seemed like it was like pretty late in the day, getting close to noon, and he was showing off his chickens to us, and I was kind of like, "Whoa! It looks like they haven't been fed, and their water looks like it's from yesterday, and it's all dried up." And and he looked like he was just waking up himself. No judgment, but um, yeah, no, but, no judgment. But uh, you can tell. But I was just kind of like, man, those chickens are going to be fine. They're going to survive and everything. But I, I like, got to be kinda, honest. Kind of stressful, you know. Most for them. people that raise chickens have this sort of minimalist, 
if it's not dying, it's okay. Mm-hmm, I know. Kind of attitude <laughs> yeah. about them. It's hard to see sometimes because they're kind of just the <sighs> the. Because when I see the chickens like that, it's almost like my heart is shriveling up. And I I had to say something to him. I was like, "Oh, look how hot they are. They must be thirsty. It's really hot out today. It's really hot. It's really hot." And he kind of looked annoyed, <laughs> like, "God, lady, calm down. They're just chickens," you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we know better. Yeah. We've been reading the studies about their incredible intelligence and uh, problem-solving abilities. and Very smart. Very smart birds. That they have all sorts of signs of empathy and previously undiscovered forms of matter in their eyeballs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're very special. Yeah. They deserve kind treatment. <laughs> right, so do what you can to reduce the stress on the chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, we're probably going to cut it sh- short tonight, folks, because, well, I don't actually know how long we've been going on, but, you know, I don't want to burn out Amber's voice. She's been hanging in there really good. <laughs> Aww, and thank you. Uh, can't do too much coughing or we'll be up all night editing. So, um <laughs> Listen, thanks very much for tuning in. Uh, it's always nice to do a show, and we we always we get all of you guys listening to it, and it's always kind of nice to watch the, the download numbers and, oh, look at all the people listening to the show. That's fantastic. <laughs> so I really appreciate you all out there. Um, yeah, drop by and visit us on our Facebook page. Like I was saying earlier, Twin Beaks Chicken Podcast. Uh, no, Twin Beaks Chicken Church is the Facebook group. One day, one day <laughs> it will happen that I will get all of this stuff sorted out in my mind. And too much chicken. Too much I'd, chicken to remember. <laughs> I don't read a script and there aren't any tapes that I just play because I think that's kind of boring. So, yeah, Check it out, Twin Beaks Chicken Church on Facebook. That's our group page. It's a lot of fun. And TwinBeaksChickenPodcast.com is the website. And, yeah. Well, I think I'll just leave it at that for tonight and not do the full bludgeoning of the audience. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, folks. Thank you. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. And here's a pirate song for you folks out there. This is The Pirates and Chicken on a Raft. in the wardroom drinking gin. Hi-ho, chicken on a raft. Well, I don't mind knocking, but he ain't going in. Hi-ho, chicken on a raft. That Jimmy's laughing like it is rain. Hi-ho, chicken on a raft. He's looking at me, come and cut again. Hi-ho, chicken on a raft. Chicken on a raft on a Monday morning. Oh, what a terrible sight to say. Dattles born in the dustman off. Hands in the air. Sitting there picking out a chicken on a rock. Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. Hey, yo, chicken on a rock. Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. Hey, yo, chicken on a rock. Now get me the middle and the phone and so. Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. I'm pulling on a wailing crew. Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. He goes wailing overhead. Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. Follow me, I'm in the feather bed. Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. Chicken on a rock on a Monday morning. 
Tattoos Ford and the Dustman off. Send that picking out a chicken on a rock. Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. Hey, yo, chicken on a rock. Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. Hey, yo, chicken on a rock. I had a little girl in Donnie Bay. Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. And did she make her full of me? Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. Her heart is like a passage shower. Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. And not too cold in a quarter of an hour. Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. Chicken on a rock. Toes forward and the dust man off. Sitting there picking out a chicken on the rock. Hi yo, chicken on the rock. Hey yo, chicken on the rock. Hi yo, chicken on the rock. Hey yo, chicken on the rock. I cast goodbye on the midnight bus. Hi yo, chicken on the rock. Ain't gonna cry, ain't gonna fuss. Hi yo, chicken on the rock. My hair the one that sailors best. Hi yo, chicken on the rock. Just start to in another man's nest. Hi yo, chicken on the rock. Smoker. Tattoos born in the dustman off. How's it now? Send that pick another chicken on a rock. Hi, yo, chicken on a rock. Chicken on a rock, hi yo, chicken on a rock, hey yo, chicken on a rock. 